Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts. to another great edition of Strong Style. That is Impact Media's weekly dive off the top rope into the world of professional wrestling and MMA. I am your host, Jeremy V. Impact York. We are so excited to be here and talk with you guys. As always, if you would like to contact the show, you can email us, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, Strong Style, Jeremy York, any of those should find us. If you are one of those people who just likes to click a link, listen to a on-demand audio or podcast, you can go to Twitter at Team Impact Media and do so. If you want to follow myself for the um, show links and other uh, things that we're a part of here at Impact Media. You can do so on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram at the Impact 99 And as always, any place you find a podcast, whether that is Spotify, Podcast One, the iTunes Store, any, any place you find a podcast. If there is a place you find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We will remedy that. A little later in the week than we normally do this show, but hey, we're here, and you're here. We appreciate that. Lots to get into tonight. Obviously, we're going to talk uh, some extreme rules. We're going to talk uh, a lot of wrestling and fun stuff that happened last week. But, as always, I want to start off with the world of MMA, and we are going to... There was no fights last week. No Bellator. Their next event is not till the 29th. There was no UFC. They were actually off last week. It was uh, a crazy non-weekend of fighting. They make up for it this week because we're going to have UFC fight night. Alexa Grasso versus Vivian Arujo in the women's flyweight. That is going to be a fantastic main event. Alexa Grasso is the slight favorite at minus 220. Uh, Vivian Arujo at plus 180. Those are pretty good numbers. If you like either one of them, I definitely, um, I, I definitely would look into those. Uh, they're they're both. If you like either fighter, 
that, that's something that you should uh, get into. Of course, this one's at the Apex in Las Vegas. Uh, the co-main event in the Bantamweight division, you're going to get Jonathan Martinez, the slight favorite at minus 200, versus Ageless Wonder Cub Swanson at plus 170. Once again, good odds on either one. Um, I'll go ahead and say I think Alexa Grasso is going to win uh, the main event. That's just my pick. And uh, I actually think Cub Swanson is going to have the slight upset in the co-main event. That is uh, going to be really good. In match number three, Brandon Royval is going to take on Askar Askarov. Askarov is a slight favorite at minus 260, plus 210 for Brandon Royval. Royval, I think it's Royval. Um, I'd take Askar. Askar is is uh, got a rocket ship strapped to his back. And uh, he's he could do some really big things. Unless Brandon gets in his way. Brandon could easily stop that. Uh, match number four on the main card, Jordan Wright versus Dusko Todorovic. Take, take Dusko. He's a slight favorite, minus 210. In fact, the entire main card is uh, is the minus 200s and the plus 100. So, um, uh, take Dusko Todorovic, Todorovic in the middleweight division there. And then Misha Serkanov. Is taking on Alonzo Menafield. Uh, take Misha, actually. Take the Canadian. Have the personal to Alonzo in the light heavyweight division. These two are going to stand and, and throw some throw some cinder block hands, as I call them. They're they're going to stand and throw a little bit. It's going to be like a I know light heavyweight. You could say it's like a it's like a light version of the heavyweight, and that's what I think this is going to do. I think they're going to want to stand and trade blows back and forth. A uh, bunch of other fun stuff on this card. Jacob Malkoon versus Nick Maximov. That's going to be fun. Mike Jackson versus Pete Rodriguez is in the, the very beginning. Those are those are two up-and-coming fighters. You should definitely go check that out. Um, UFC right back at it. Can't wait. That is all on ESPN Plus, by the way. Let's talk a little extreme rules that happened, of course, uh, a couple weekends ago, or last weekend. And Extreme Rules is the WWE pay-per-view that is basically like the old ECW. There's a bunch of random stipulations that involve tables, ladders, chairs, oh my, and uh, random things like that. And I'll go ahead and say I am not the world's biggest fan of the way they uh, did things. But that's just me. To start off with, we had the Brawling Brutes, otherwise known as Seamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch, who took on Imperium, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci in a six-man tag team, good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. This thing was over 15 minutes long of six people beating the holy hell out of each other. The Brawling Brutes, who are kind of ascending up at the moment, and, you know, Imperium could take the loss. It didn't hurt them that much. But the Brawling Brutes end up with the win in that one. We go to Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan in an extreme rules match, which means practically anything goes. Well, you get a technical submission by Ronda Rousey. She wins her title back, and it just almost defeats the purpose of Liv ever winning because it just was sloppy. I didn't like it. 
That's that's one number one I didn't like. Carrying Cross with Scarlet, of course, took on Drew McIntyre in a strap match. If you want to see a 10-minute classic strap match, go rewatch this one. These two understand how to do a strap match and uh, the things involved in it. They did the classic things with it. They also did their own their own spin on some things and, and brought some new things to the table that I don't want to spoil it for you guys. It, this was one of my favorite matches on the entire card, by far, and it was early. Now there, there was an, I'm going to get into another one in a minute. But Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre in the strap match, it's, it, it was a good one. I liked it. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Bayley in the ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship. This was moment number two that I just threw my hands up. I, I, that that's Bailey that she beat. This is this is like when it just it makes no sense. You you brought Bailey back. You gave her a faction. The faction won the tag team championships. You built up Bailey, who is one of the better wrestlers. Notice I didn't put a gender on that. One of the better wrestlers, not only in your company currently, but that you've had in a while. And she loses to Bianca Belair. Who is is no slouch, but I I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Threw my hands up on that one. Finn Balor defeated Edge in the I Quit match. They them involving uh, Beth again. It looks like Edge and Beth are probably going to have some sort of match. I would imagine with maybe Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley, maybe Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley. It could even be Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I don't, hey, we're going to see another mixed tag match. And that's that was a decent match. It you know, felt like they could have done more. This I, that didn't have me that upset. And in fact, those those two moments were the only two that I really had. Because when Matt Riddle defeated Seth freaking Rollins by submission in the fight bit match, Daniel Cormier was a special guest referee. I thought Daniel more than held his own. He's a professional. He knows how to how to conduct himself. I thought he did a good job. Um, the fight pit is it, it it really has no place in wrestling, but it, at least this time around, and then last time Matt Riddle was in one, he he did they they do some pretty good spots in it. They do some pretty good things. It's basically supposed to be an octagon, and I just can't call it that because there's only one place that has an eight sided ring and calls it that. So uh, all in all, you know, I give it a can I give it a three and three quarter stars? Is this is this Star Search? Can I anybody know Star Search? Would appreciate that. Um, it, it, they did an okay job. Like I said, I don't have to agree with everything they do for it to be great or to be terrible. If I don't, I just uh, I felt like I, I felt like well, basically the the two the two women's matches were or the ones that just made no sense. You had Ronda immediately just grab the title back, and then you had Bianca retain against Bailey. It just Made no sense. Now what's Bailey supposed to do? Where does she go from here? Does she get a rematch? Are we gonna do that thing where you get like fourteen rematches till you win? Because by then it doesn't mean anything. It just I don't know. Just they gotta figure it out. Because who's gonna beat Ronda now? Is Liv gonna figure out some technicality? Because if it wasn't Extreme Rules match that helped her, then I don't know what was going to. I mean, 
is Charlotte coming back? If Charlotte comes back, Shonda, Charlotte versus Ronda, Ronda. Yeah, give me that. But, you know, Extreme Rules, good for them. Like I said, what it wasn't terrible. It was, it was. I, I give it three and three quarter stars, almost a four, almost a four. But since since we talked Extreme Rules, it's pretty much the Raw and SmackDown I'm going to get into. So I'm going to go to NXT. Nothing, nothing away from that or that have affected that is going to be is is. Uh, there's not a lot else that happened. Um, NXT. You had pretty deadly in the brawling brutes. Kind of got into it, which was kind of weird. Why the brawling brutes would come back? It's trying to add credibility to pretty deadly. I don't know why they've had some pretty decent wins, and they're the tag champs. So okay. Uh, Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams took on Oro Mensa, who is somebody out of nowhere that they have stuck in this match, this uh, big multi-man match at the Halloween Havoc coming up pretty soon. But uh, he's pretty good. I give it to him. Oro, Oro Mensa is pretty good. But Carmelo Hayes ends up with the win in that one. I'm not even going to talk about that match because that was just goofy. Uh, Wendy Chu, big, big win over Lash Legend. Now that she is not against Tiffany Stratton, I want to see what they do with Wendy Chu because I, I feel like she is somebody almost Liv Morgan-like. The way she portrays herself is that the crowd is going to really get into her. Uh, I like the gimmick she uses with kind of sleepy head thing. I, I think Wendy Chu can do some really good stuff, and she has upgraded her repertoire and is a, a really good technician. So I, I definitely enjoy her matches. Um, once again, an established tag team like Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, took on Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, a team they put together of two big title contenders. And suck them as a tag team, and then they have them beat all the established tag teams, which makes no sense. No sense at all. They shouldn't be in the division. But uh, they, they win that one, and, and Gigi and JC, I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm with you girls on this one. I, this baffles me. Uh, KC Squared saw all this. Apparently, they're going to take on Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, who are twice the size of them. That is just. KC Squared finally gets the. I call them KC squared. You guys knew what I'm talking about. But they finally get the tag belts, and then they're, they're just going to have to turn around and hand them to these two because it's that's WWE for you. You have all the things Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels are doing right. They, they're royally screwing that up. We had the uh, Waller effect where Roxy and Cora Jade were on it. They, they were kind of starting to get into it. Grayson Waller went out and spun the Halloween Havoc wheel. Okay, and then Apollo showed up, so Waller and Apollo got into it a little bit. That's a fun feud. Roxy and Cora Jade, hopefully Halloween Havoc is the last time that they that they face off for a while because I thought they had already settled their beef and they were going to go other ways. Apparently, I was just wrong. Um, Julius Creed took on Duke Hudson, and he practically wiped the floor with him. Brutus and uh, Ivy Nile come out as well. And then Damon Kemp got on the microphone and called them both out. And he said, uh, all right, Julius, I, I will agree to a match with you. But if you lose, Brutus is gone from NXT. So that's a fun stipulation. If you lose, you're, you're still here. Your partner leaves. 
that's that's interesting. Unless unless Corey Brutus is going to leave anyway, maybe his contract's up and he decided not to renew, or they're not renewing, or you know things like that can happen. But be be fun to see what Damon Kemp does because I I consider him still pretty green, but he he does some pretty good stuff. Uh, J.D. McDonough, this guy could be a star, and I, I hope he gets the opportunity to do so. I really like what J.D. McDonough brings to the table. I've talked about it many times, so I won't get into it again this time. But uh, if if you don't know who he is or you don't haven't seen some of the stuff he did, it's worth looking up. It's worth looking up. J.D. McDonough, you could do NXT UK or uh, just look him up. Zion Quinn took on Hank Walker, which is a security guard that they have brought on as a new recruit. And Zion Quinn finally gets a win after losing practically for the last year, it seems like. But uh, Hank, actually, since getting off of the contract, he is he can hold his own. He's he's pretty good in the ring. He's probably just going to be the next you know guy that everybody runs over. But he's Hank can do some pretty good stuff. Uh, we finally got to see the Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly for the tag team titles. Uh, Pretty Deadly retains in this one, but not without Imperium, uh, Anolfe and Malik Blade, Idris Anolfe and Malik Blade, and uh, Briggs and Jensen all coming down and turning it into a melee as the cameras went off. But um, I, I don't like using Raw or SmackDown people to put over NXT people. If you're going to move them to NXT, that's one thing. But the Brawling Brutes are one of the, the hotter tag teams right now, and you took them down to NXT and had them lose to an inferior team. So I think you're kind of missing the boat on that one as well. Uh, let's go AEW Dynamite. We got to see MJF versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, MJF looked as rusty as he probably should for not wrestling in the last six months, but uh, he's still he's still MJF. And Wheeler Yuta, as good as he is, it seems like he was just over trying, just trying way too hard and just being a little too over the top. And Yuta, just be you, just be you. Regular Wheeler Yuta is really really good. Uh, Yuta that tries too hard is okay. Um. But MJF gets a win in that one, as he should. They, they're they going to keep him away from the world title for a while. You know, he has the poker chip he can do. They're going to keep him away from it because it's, it's just not time. You need to get him warmed up. You need to get him on such a big role that it just 1,000% makes sense. Um, we had Jay Lethal versus Darby Allin. This was a really, really good match between two absolute technical assassins. Uh, Darby ends up with the win in this one, and much to the chagrin of Lethal's friend Sanjay and uh, Big Guy, I forgot his name now, but uh, Darby made Jay Lethal shake his hand, and Jay Lethal showed that he's a sport he is by actually shaking his hand, and uh, it was much appreciated, much appreciated on that, because we know Jay Lethal's a really good guy, and uh, Darby had to remind us of that. Uh, Brian Cage with Prince Nana, who is the new ring manager. Nana used to do a lot of stuff, especially Ring of Honor and some other things, and he has put together quite a mix of of guys. But uh, Prince Nana 
was down there with Brian Cage, who went against Wardlow for the TNT title. And surprisingly enough, maybe it's because Cage has not been around and established enough. It was good to see him back on television. But Wardlow ends up with the win in this one after a symphony of power bombs. Uh, and the Embassy and Samoa Joe and FTR all come out, and it looks like it could be a big group battle somewhere down the road. But good win for Wardlow. Having a win over Brian Cage on national television, consider that consider that uh, a big win, big feather in the cap. We got to see Penelope Ford with Kip Winger, of course, or Kip Sabian, not Kip Winger. Kip Winger is an 80s singer. Kip Sabian. Uh, Serena Deeb and Jamie, Jamie Hayter all took on Willow, Athena, and Tony Storm with uh, Soraya out there, of course. Um, it, it was just back and forth, and, and, and the, the winner doesn't matter that much. But the women's division over there, it's, you know, it's at least 10 deep, and I'm not including Jade Cargill because she is not in the top 10, in my opinion. There's a whole different ball of wax there. Uh, but Penelope Ford, I still continue to uh, enjoy her development. She is uh, it just gets better and better each time. It's, ever since she come back from injury, she has been on it, and uh, I think she should very much keep it up because she very she hung with uh, with Jamie Hayter and Serena Deeb who were on her team. She very much hung with Athena, Tony Storm, and Willow, who are big, massive, great professional wrestlers. So. Uh, keep doing your thing, Penelope. We got to see the acclaimed come out with Billy Gunn. Being a tag team champs has not gone to their head, but they definitely enjoy what they do, and it was uh, they they're doing some really good stuff. Uh, we got to see Roosh versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Hangman ends up with the win in this one. This was fun. This was fun. Two guys that are extremely good at what they do, and uh, they actually match up really well. So, uh, Hangman ends up with a win. Uh, Private Party and Moxley end up coming down, and uh, it ends up in another melee, but uh, real, real good match. It was probably one of the best matches of the card. Uh, Luchasaurus with Christian ran over Fiego, Fuego del Sol. Jungle Boy come out in the end as well. We're going to get Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy, and then we're going to get Jungle Boy Christian again. So uh, just be prepared for that. I think they're trying to slowly get him away from Jungle Boy. They they refer to him as Jack Perry way more than way more than they refer to him as Jungle Boy. So maybe he's going to start being Jack Perry, which is his actual name. Um, we got to see Jericho and Sammy Guevara take on Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. Of course, some underhanded craziness happens there. Jericho and Guevara win because well, Jer Jericho and Guevara. Let's go to AEW Rampage. That a lot of times is better than Dynamite because Dynamite fills in with the stories. Rampage is usually about the action. Um, we got to see Moxley, Claudio, Castanoli, and Wheeler Yuta take on Private Party and Roosh. This kind of spawned off of Wednesday's events. 
Moxley, Claudio, and Yuta end up in the win there. The Blackpool Combat Club was 1-0 on the night. The Varsity Blondes took on Tony Nice and Josh the Goods Woods with Smart Mark Sterling. Woods and Nice end up with the win as the Varsity Blondes have become cannon fodder since losing their, their manager, Compadre. Uh, the Acclaim did come out here. It looks like the Acclaim are going to take on Tony Nice and Josh Woods coming up pretty soon. That'll be that'll be pretty good. Um, Tony Nice is is a great athlete, but I'm a big Josh Woods fan. I think you guys will like him too. You just watch more of his work. His work continues to get better. Him and and Wardlow and Jake Hager have a lot in common because they do the wrestling background. The, uh, the MMA, the, that kind of stuff, you can really see it in their wrestling, and, and they're really good. Um, because they're in the Jericho Appreciation Society, and for no reason other than that, except for that one of them is married to Sammy Guevara, uh, it's not Ty Conti anymore, but Ty and Anna Jay took on Sky Blue and Madison Rain and just completely trucked them. And that's a crying shame, because Sky Blue is a fantastic performer. And Madison Rain is a legend. Shout out to those ladies for going out there and busting it and, and doing a really great job in a match that you knew was going to be atrocious because of who your opponents are. Uh, Dark Order, which was John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Ten, otherwise known as Preston Vance, with Evil Uno, took on Death Triangle, which was Pac, Penta, and Phoenix for the Trios Championship. Of course, Death Triangle retains, but hey, Silver, Reynolds, and Ten were bringing it, and you would think that these six wouldn't match up very well given their styles. I would argue you till the end of time, this was one of the best trios matches I've seen in a while. Let's go to Impact Wrestling. We open up with Kaz versus Kenny King. Kaz ends up with the win there because they're building him up for the um, for the big Bound for Glory, uh, Bound for Glory match coming up pretty soon. Um, Mia Yim got a win over Giselle Shaw. Giselle Shaw right now is a good talent, and when they get around to building her up, you, you guys are going to like her too, but Mia Yim gets the win, as she should. Moose versus Macklin with Sammy Callahan as the ref. The best part of this match was Sammy Callahan was the ref because he would start counting one of them like they would back him into a corner and he'd start to go one, two, and they'd go, you know what, I don't care. And he'd walk to the other side of the ring like, do what you want to do. If somebody was doing a hold that he was supposed to break up, he would start two and he'd go, nah, never mind. At one time, Moose and Macklin end up on the outside and he starts counting them out and then he goes, nah, never mind. Go ahead. And then eventually he drops them both with pile drivers and puts Macklin on top of Moose and counts it. Uh, I would like to see more Sammy Callahan as a ref. It was a good wrinkle they put in because of his eye being damaged right now and he is not cleared to wrestle. Maybe back this week. He was not cleared to wrestle, so they put a referee uniform on him. Looks like Joe Hendry is going to be making a big appearance. They have this ridiculous Joe Hendry song. Hendry song that they play these little backstage segments with. It's really, really funny. And uh, if you, it just, people just immediately just break in a song when it happens. It's really funny. 
uh, maybe the crowd will start singing along when, when he starts coming out. Uh, Joe Henry is a really, really good talent. Uh, Jessica and Taya beat the Swingerellas, which are Johnny Swingers, uh, little cheerleader people. I, I don't know. Squash match, but they need to give wins to Taya and Jessica because they are tag team contenders coming up pretty soon on Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo, which I don't think they're going to lose. I don't think Chelsea and Deanna are going to lose. Fantastic tag team, by the way. Um, Matt Taven with Maria and Mike Bennett took on Alex Shelley with Chris Saban. Alex Shelley ends up in the win with this one. If this is the tag team battle we're going to get, I think this is going to be really, really good because Taven and Mike Bennett are a fantastic team, and the Motor City Machine Guns are like the modern-day Rock and Roll Express. They're just fantastic. And then we get Masha Slamovich and Jordan Grace with Scott Demore in the ring as a contract signing. And you know how contract signings go. Eventually, Masha flips the table on Jordan Grace and leaves her laying. We will see how that goes. In fact, while we're thinking about it, let's let's check real quick on when Bound for Glory is so we don't miss it. And it's a good thing I checked back at my notes because that was the last pay-per-view they just had. It was just... It was, um, it was Friday, actually. I watched the replay, so I didn't remember what day it was actually on. But here are the results for Bound for Glory. Bullet Club, otherwise known as Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Juice Robinson, defeated Alex Zane, Laredo Kid, and Trey Miguel. Well, an established team beat a team of misfits. Makes sense. Good opening battle, though. This this was uh, exhibition style. All kinds of uh, just action everywhere. Brian Myers defeated the Dirty Dango, otherwise known as Fondango, in a singles match for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Good to see the Dirty Dango. The Dirty Dango was back, and uh, he's he's great, man. I, I really like Dirty Dango. Frankie Kazarian defeated Mike Bailey by submission and won the X Division Champion. We got a new X Division Champion. I mean, Mike Bailey had done, only done so much. So Frankie Kazarian to get it this late in his career, that's awesome. I, I feel like he's going to have a pretty good run. Mickey James defeated Mia Yim. It was a career-threatening match. If Mickey had lost, she would have been forced to retire from in-ring competition. Okay, whatever. Is this just going to be a, a Shawn Michaels thing and, or a, a uh, Ric Flair thing where next time he loses or next time she loses, she's out? Okay, whatever. It was a good match. Mickey James and Mia Yim, very, very good. The Death Dolls, that's what they're going by. Jessica and Taya Valkyrie. Ended up beating VXT, which is Chelsea Green, Deanna Prado, that I just talked about. They beat them for the Knockouts World Championship. I'm not sure why there's a knockout tag division because they don't do great things with it. But uh, th this was a good match. This is this involved five talents when you throw in Rosemary on the other side that are really good. Uh, I just I feel like Chelsea and Deanna should have. Should have uh, retained the kingdom, otherwise known as Matt Taven and Mike Bennett with Maria Canellis, defeated the Motor City Machine Guns for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. They basically retained, as they should. The kingdom deserved that. They are a fantastic team. Um, 
the 20 person inter intergender call your shot gauntlet. The winner receives a trophy and a contract they can invoke any time within one year for a championship match of their choosing. Bully Ray, the returning Bully Ray, won by throwing Steve Macklin, uh, by eliminating Steve Macklin. This thing went about 30 minutes. It was actually pretty good. They come up with some ridiculous stipulation things. This was actually pretty good. Good to see Bully Ray back. What will he do? Who will he challenge? Can't wait. Jordan Grace defeated Masha Slamovich, which made absolutely no sense because they built up Masha Slamovich for basically over a year, had her undefeated and all that, and then Jordan Grace just flat out beats her. So now what? Now I think you have to do some sort of rematch or be some sort of weird stipulation. Not a weapons match, but weird stipulation, and you'll see another one. That's 16 minutes. Good. It was a good match. And then finally, Josh Alexander retained his title against Eddie Edwards because, well, Josh Alexander is married to Scott Demore's sister, I believe. And uh, for some reason, Impact believes that Josh Alexander is the best champion they can put forward. As you can tell, I don't agree. Uh, but that was almost 30 minutes. It didn't need to be. It could have been 15. But once again, folks, Impact Wrestling. All right, so we finished up Impact. Let's get to, I think all we like is New Japan. New Japan, uh, uh, they were live from the Kobe World Hall, which is a fantastic arena. I'd love to go to one day. You had Taguchi and Master Wado, who took on TJP and Francisco Akira, who were the uh, tag team champs, the uh junior tag team champs. They have a junior division and a, and a, and a big division. Um, it was a decent match. I felt like Master Watto was, was really, really good. Taguchi's always good. TJP was all right. Francisco was all right. Just uh, the, the end felt kind of rushed. Uh, but as per usual, those saddles don't move a lot. And uh, TJP and Francisco Akira keep their belts. That left us with Tanahashi versus Carl Alexander for the never open weight title that Carl, Carl, not Alexander, Carl Anderson uh, has. He was able to retain versus Tanahashi, which is a fantastic win. Tanahashi is, is the, uh, he's the ace on purpose over there. He, he always delivers. Um, Jay White and Hikaleo come down. And uh, so did Tama Tonga, who helped kind of run everybody off once that had happened. And in the end, Hikaleo actually joined his brother, Tama Tonga, to kind of fight off Jay White, which was uh, good to see the brothers kind of back together like that. But as you can tell, there was just a ton, just an absolute ton of action this week. But that is going to do it for us. Shout out to all you amazing people who... All you amazing people who allow us to come on each and every week and talk professional wrestling and MMA. It is such, such a fun time. Make sure to watch UFC Fight Night this Saturday on ESPN Plus, as I said. Uh, fantastic main event. But until next time, we will see you guys next week. 
Deuces, gooses. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting.